everybody. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Sci-Fi Watcher, episode number 233. Glad you could join us on this New Year Day recording of our special Doctor Who episode. As you know, Doctor Who, the New Year's special resolution is aired, and we are so excited to talk about it again. Wow. It seems like a while since we've been together talking about Doctor Who here, but it doesn't seem that long either. Glad you could join me. I'm Corey Charette, as always. Hey, make sure you head over to the website, sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher for all the sci-fi goodness, not just the Doctor Who stuff. <sighs> God, I can't believe it's been a new year already. How are you guys doing out there? Get your Doctor Who fix in today? I hope you did. Well, if you did, you better be because you're listening to the episode. I'm glad. I'm glad we got it. It kind of felt like a Sunday again. The day's, you know, no no work today. Plus Doctor Who felt like it was a Sunday. So I'm thinking, chill. Can I go to work tomorrow? Well, <laughs> of course I do. You guys probably all do too, but enough chit-chat here. Let's get to the meat and potatoes here with the episode called Resolution. Of course, that was the 2019 New Year's Day special. Of course, here January 1st, 2019, with the usual cast of characters written by Chris Chimnall, of course, directed by Wayne Yip. Wow. Can I say right off the bat, this feels like the most Doctor Who episode we've had since... Jodie Whittaker took over the TARDIS. I really was excited with this. The trailers, teasers, whatever you want to call it, we had didn't do it this justice. Oh, granted, this isn't the most perfect episode out there, but I mean, there were some really great ideas that I love in this. Let's start from the beginning with the, the ninth century battle with this creature that gets cut into three pieces and split across three parts of the, of the globe and hidden, buried, and protected forever. A secret that's going to go lost. But of course, I think it's kind of funny that the one from Sheffield gets killed. It's just like, <laughs> oh, geez. That was that, that was great. Uh, the whole idea of just, you know, uncovering that Khalid mutant, obviously. They don't use the word Khalid, but it's a Dalek, Khalid mutant, that activates the other two and brings them together. Just, just so fun. Just such, such a fun idea. And I like the idea that the Dalek could take over a human's nervous system attached to to the back. Of course, we're talking about Lynn, played by Charlotte Ritchie in this episode. I, I love that. I don't think we've ever seen that before. I know Daleks have controlled humans, albeit remote control, but I've never, don't remember seeing them actually attach themselves. I mean, we've seen this before in other science fiction shows and, and movies and other tropes, but the fact that the Dalek did it here was great. And of course, if you didn't watch the trailer and you you are familiar enough with Doctor Who, you know that that weird green squid-like creature obviously is is a Dalek. I like the fact that the the we don't get the Dalek in the case right away. It's not the you know oh here's the Dalek in the case with the little eye piece and blah blah blah. No, we don't get that. We get we get the the not as harmless creature you would think you'd get. It's still very cunning and very, very evil, which was which was just great. Uh, I love the whole thing with uh, Lynn being taken over the police, the police uh, pulling her over and how she kills them off. I just I, I love that. I noticed there was a reference to to unit. Well, besides the whole direct unit thing, I noticed the one part where she was hacking into an archive or something. It said Black Archive for a moment on the screen. Of course, the Black Archive is the unit archive located underneath the Tower of London. But 
there is a reference here, which I'm glad I'm glad they did this because to me, it's like, why wouldn't you do this? I love the fact that Doctor tries to call Unit and get hold of Kate Stewart, and uh, you, they ran out of funding, and Unit's been put on hold. Uh, so maybe, maybe um, the reason this is uh, maybe the reason Black Archive is moved to this police station. I'm assuming that would be it. Would be there, but I, I also thought that uh, Kate said that. The Black Archive wasn't, like, attached to anything outside. It was in a TARDIS-proof room, which I would assume there'd be no internet. How would you be able to access access the archive remotely? Unless it's just, like, a database, which I still don't think you'd want to put a database of super uber top-secret stuff like that out there. But I was glad that we got we got the reference to Unit in here. Because I'm like, it, it, it's the 21st century. Where's Unit? Kate Stewart's around. Why don't we get her going? So I love that they, they go, okay. We're not we're not using unit because we did use it, which of course is funny because later on you see the the Dalek showing up and then the army is there and I'm like uh, yeah the army's here you know what that means they're screwed because <laughs> you're not unit you don't know what to do they're like just shoot at it I'm like you guys are idiots aim for the eye stock just ugh. oh boy but we'll get to that a little bit later and I was wondering when this was gonna happen we finally got Ryan's father Aaron to show up. I didn't realize it at first when when Graham opened the door and goes, no, 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 and closes the door. But then when Ryan goes over there, I'm like, ah, it's got to be his father. And, of course, it was confirmed. It was kind of nice to get get that part of the story. It looks like uh, him and his father are going to start to uh, make amends a little bit. Nice to see the TARDIS crew really huge. Five, five people. Yeah, five people in the crew. Six people. Six people in the crew this time. The three originals plus Aaron. Plus uh, the 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 two uh, Mark Alex, but they're not Lynn and Mitch. It was kind of nice to have them without nobody actually losing any uh, screen time in this one. The uh, steampunk Dalek, love the look of the steampunk Dalek. It was really nice. One thing I liked that they did: the modified the Dalek and put missiles behind those eggs of theirs, the little domes. Such a great idea. I hope we get to see more of that in the future. Love that. I was like, once this thing came out, I'm like, oh crap, you're gonna be crazy, aren't you? Nice modification to the Dalek. That was just something really great. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else there was to the story. Uh ending, I don't know, the Dalek getting sucked into this to to the supernova at the end. Uh, I could have probably had a better ending for it. Oh, could have wanted a better ending for it than that. But uh, I don't know. I think that's, I mean, it's. I'm sorry, it's going to be short episode. I'm just pumped at this one. It's just really, really well-written. I'm like, Chris Chibnall finally took him literally the entire series to New Year's Day to actually get us an episode that was really good. Um. Oh, yeah, another another thing I want to mention is the fact that the Daleks mentioned their the time measurement, RELs, and I love that they do that. And of course, the doctor's like, "How long is a rel?" And I'm like, "Classic." I mean, something you don't hear often in the show. Uh, but the uh, thing is, yeah. And I, I, I verify. I had to verify this, and I, I, I said this earlier. A rel is about is 1.2 seconds. So, and uh, according to the episode resolution here, they, there's 9,376 rels which is approximately three hours, seven minutes, and 31 seconds, which, of course, someone does the math in. 
I just, I, I love that. The, the whole thing about rels. That's uh, real old school. I, I know they used it in the, in the, uh, the Cushing movie and, uh, Dalek Invasion of Earth, I think it is. They used it in some super early Dalek stories on the show. But it was nice to bring that, to make a callback to something like that again. It just, like, Jim was like, good, you did a little research on this one. You finally, you did something a little good here. Uh, all in all, a really well episode. One of the best. This is probably, I will say, in my opinion, the best Whitaker episode we've gotten so far. So one out of 11, we finally... We finally did good. I'm trying to glance through here. I'm trying to look at the notes and see what I forgot. Oh, I love the little joke with the with the Graham's wooden chair gets crushed by the TARDIS. And she's like, well, you shouldn't have put it there. He's like, you know, this is my front room. Like, yeah, hello. A little bit of humor in there. I love, I love the cast in this one. This was just a just a, such a great story. The uh if we could have uh gotten more stories like this I think this would have been a much better season this doesn't save the season as a whole maybe maybe we should just have Chimnall write specials and not do series stories anymore but yeah this was fun this was great it was a quick what, hour I think it was close to an hour it was a little longer longer than anything we had obviously during this series but uh, yeah, I loved it, definitely. Uh, and of course, at the end, they kind of kick you in the, uh, the 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 between the legs there when they go. Doctor Who will return, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> in 2020, not 2019, not six months from now, twelve plus months from now, we're gonna get Doctor Who. I don't know what to say about that, but I will say about this one, I really enjoyed it. Uh, just mindless babble right now. This is a great story. Fun. Not enough, not a lot of New Year stuff. And it was very subtle with the New Year. They talked about how they went to what 19 different New Year's. And of course, the 20th one is Sheffield. Just a quick couple references to it. No celebrations, no party hats, none of that, like like the Doctor Who TV movie had. But of course, when you're trying to write something for a holiday, you try to write it for the holiday. All in all, like I'm gonna say one more time, this was a well-written episode. Chimnall finally, finally figured out what he needed to do. And I'm hoping right now he's sitting his butt down. It's January 1st, 2019. He's sitting his butt down and writing some great stuff for Series 12. That's all I got to say this week for this. I'm glad you joined me for this very short 10-plus minute episode. Um, Please, as always, check out sayitproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher. That's where we do everything Science fiction related. We got movies out there, TV shows. We're doing the Orville se- season two is going to be out there. Check it out. We're uh, doing catch up on Rick and Morty. Occasionally do some Doctor Who stuff. Maybe do this full time on another podcast. If you'd like to know, like to see it, like to hear it, like to enjoy it, like to geek out really deeply, let me know. Many ways you can get a hold of us. Email, of course, is sci fi watcher at sayproductions.com. You could also send us a voicemail. Our voicemail is 774-327-2948, 774-32-SAY-IT. Or check us out at Facebook, Twitter. We have a Reddit page. I try to do a lot on the Reddit page as much as possible. If you go to the website, say productions.com slash sci-fi watcher on the bottom right corner, you'll see the little icons. Click on them. It takes you right to, to our social media sites because we like to talk over there, my friends. Well, that's all I have for this time. Glad you joined me. 
And until next time, everyone have a great new year. See you next time. <laughs>